Today's chat is brought to you by the support of all our Twitch subscribers. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through the Twitch platform, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a subscriber of the FFC and gaining access to some exclusive features over in the Discord server, please be sure to visit our Twitch account and click on the subscribe button. If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes... We need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on October 18th, 2019, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. As always, I want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring Ecdysis. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 and this is Ephrodite's heir to Saladin's ire, Green-Eyed Musical. Wow. See, I didn't mess it up this week. Ephrodite's I got it. Ephrodite's heir to Saladin's Just... ire. Uh-huh. That Don't family tree hard. makes no sense. Because Ephrodite made Saladin mad by throwing him, because you don't toss a dwarf. But oh. Saladin's not a dwarf? He's not that, like, he's not very tall. Our guardian's taller than him. Did you know that? <laughs> I, Do I have a list? I absolutely, a list? <laughs> I, I absolutely write these things down before I say them. Absolutely. Every week I come up with a few of them. I'm actually scrambling to come up with my second one for the advanced episode later this evening's recording. So I love, like, Chad's just, Chad's just ellipsis. <laughs> Do you have a list? Yeah. I write it down. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. all right. Okay. So uh, last but definitely not least in the hot seat as guest goes, we have our good friend, Dancing Viru. Viru, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, still recovering from that list comment. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Going? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, usual introductory question next for you, actually, is where can we find you out on the internet? Uh, just uh, at Dancing Viru everywhere. Um, Twitter, uh, Twitch, I stream every now and then. Uh, yeah, I would say that's it. Probably uh, like a few like game accounts uh like client specific game accounts mm-hmm. also usually the same dancing viru uh, yeah. nice perfect is there a location we can find you off more often than not are you more active on twitter or discord or any place like that if somebody wanted to reach out and say hi uh, i would say twitter and discord like the same level uh, okay. uh, yeah cool blue Yes, I was going to say, uh, other than I was just going to say, we, we'll post the, the link to the Twitter account uh, over on our show notes when the deep dive segment goes live later this week. But yes, Green, I think Green Yay. has questions. Okay, question one. What is your favorite Destiny lore or story? Um, I would say anything that has... Uh to do with um uh, golden age um mm-hmm. especially the ones that like converges with the, what's happening right now um or like the, the characters that's uh are kind of involved with it 
uh, or do the same thing like uh, characters did in the Golden Age. Um, something that I found really interesting, for example, was um, if you compare like uh, the discussions the Ishtar scientist had about the Vex, uh, the significance of their uh, simulation capabilities, mm-hmm. and then uh, back to the comics, uh, the Speaker and Osiris. Um, I do kind of like these the little where you know where the writers. I don't know if that's their intention, but um, it it comes to me like a like the history of humanity repeating itself. Yeah, very cyclical uh, at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the um, kind of a vibe I'm getting every now and then. Uh, other than that, I, I'd say. Back in uh, Destiny One Vanilla, it was the uh, Ares One. That was my oh, favorite. Oh yeah, with Hardy. Uh, yeah, because it it was kind it was uh, like there was something magical about it. Probably because of the the very first cutscene that's mm-hmm. tied to it. Uh, but also, um, it's this uh, curiosity and uh, how he's so optimistic about uh, approaching the traveler and also a little bit anxious and something that struck with me in uh, towards the end when he says he's he's happy how everything turned out so well mm-hmm. uh, and I think the next cutscene then was a ghost wandering around in a post-apocalyptic old Russia oh yeah uh, trying to that was like such a there's such a contrast, you know, um, between Ooh. Jacob Hardy assuming that everything turned out right and well, and uh, it it makes me uh, that's that's one of the feelings I had back then, like uh, like well, okay, even the wait, contrast between yeah. the Ares mission story to the Black Armory story, and oh, how yeah, very yeah. different the perspectives were with uh, Henriette and yeah. Hardy. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah. What um, did you think of the the new information we got with the K one team through the collector's edition booklet? Uh, the collector's edition. So I haven't finished reading the revelation mm-hmm. uh, in game, but uh, yeah, I I found uh, I found some some. I don't know who it was who was kind enough to put a link on. Um, because I I wanted to order the collect, collector's edition, but it just uh, I was too late, unfortunately. Uh, it was sold out, uh, and I'm kind of pissed about it. But um, mm-hmm. other than that, uh, I really enjoyed it because. So here's the thing: I'm I'm really like disconnected from my or origins, uh, mm-hmm. from my parents' origins because of uh, stuff that happened. So I'm. I'm always glad when I can like uh, when I see like elements of that origins like depicted in a different way and in, in something that I actually love. Mm-hmm. So mention of Sri Lanka uh, was awesome, um, and that even though it's it barely touches on what uh, the commander there is doing, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, but when she talks about the um, the applied philosophies and religions, uh, it's it's kind of awesome to. Uh, like to see that and um yeah it's uh i find it fascinating i think seth uh, dickinson he uh he explained it on twitter uh, a few weeks ago he wanted mm-hmm. to um he wanted to show how religion evolved in golden age and how it's mo- it's now more of a a way to um, approach science instead of, you know, abandoning science, um, which is uh, quite awesome. Yeah, um, it's an interesting perspective on the development of not only a culture, but how we utilize things such as religion and how yeah. a society in the future may or may not utilize it. Definitely, yeah. And uh, another favorite topic is uh, the nine. Um, so I'm quite excited. Yay! You know, the thing I wanted to ask you on top of that is, were you always into the stories of different 
like franchises or was destiny your introduction to it or what was your introduction into lore exploration uh it was so when it, when it comes to games it was um destiny mm-hmm. definitely i had like some moments with pokemon okay uh i loved like uh reading the pokedex uh entries Mm-hmm. Uh, to learn more about the Pokemon, especially you know, uh, sometimes the other version had a different entry, so I went to the internet to look it up and just to see like uh, something that I found fascinating, but not in 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 a scale as it is uh, with with Destiny. I know. Okay. Um, uh, because something that I love about um, fiction is when. Uh, when elements of nature and medieval stuff gets like mixed with uh, with futuristic sci-fi and mm-hmm. even like fantasy stuff, and Destiny really scratches that itch for me. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so here I'm kind of dreading this because I kind of think I know what the answer is to this. But what is your primary class you play in Destiny? Uh, warlock, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, it's okay. It's okay. I forgive you. It's um, it's a it's a race of probability. Eventually, one was going to show up. I know it's fine. I was it, doing real good. <laughs> it's uh, it's okay, Greeny. You don't have to forgive me because I I don't need it. Yes, you fit right in. You fit right in. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, throughout Destiny One and up until recently, actually, I o- I only played with one character, mm-hmm. uh, and that was my warlock. Um, because uh, now uh, now that Destiny Two is free to play, um, when I try to like walk my new friends through Destiny, I decided to open up these new character slots and uh, ah. Titan and Hunter. Very nice. Uh, Very nice. Here's the thing. Um, I don't really get the the um, the debate uh-huh. <laughs> regarding classes. Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> they're all they're all fine. Yeah, I I know it's it's just sometimes uh, it's a little bit too much for me. Uh, and all the, I don't I I would I would understand if it's about you know the different orders mm-hmm. within the same class, but uh, it's. I don't know. It's a. Uh... I think it's. It, I think it's akin to um, being in school and having the football players versus the like the rugby players versus the swim team. Like they're all they're all jocks in their own way, but they're yeah. all very different in their approaches to how they play and like their personalities that tend to gravitate towards them. So <laughs> they're all athletic. That's Wait, hang on, hey, hang on, hang on. Okay, so who's who in this analogy? Because I'm completely <laughs> confused now. I wasn't trying to put it like directly to. I was trying to think of three sports that maybe in a high school, <laughs> like football. Okay, be... okay, rugby. I don't really see where we're going with this one. Swim team. That's who? The warlocks. What? Don't you know? That's the warlocks. Oh, okay. I'm a what? <laughs> I was mostly just going to ha- have three different uh, sporting groups that would be very dynamically different, but sure, we'll make it a destiny connection too. I don't know. And what yeah, like, like chat? A, uh, what school has football and rugby? I don't know. <laughs> no, not not like not no no no. I was thinking European football. I was thinking what we soccer. call soccer. Oh, okay. Soccer. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I was thinking. I wasn't thinking like. Both football and we're, like, we're turning the US tables football. on Green. Yeah, <laughs> turn oh from my inter- yeah, interrogation of Veru into Green. It's what fine. what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm drinking water tonight. Maybe that's the problem. Um, all right, I'm done with questions. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. So well, I know she said she's done with questions, but she did. She did put out a poll on the community, I did. and she I remembered. Remember. She remembered this week. Um, so she was kind enough to ask the community. Uh, so how did how did everyone do on? I, it wasn't really a pop quiz. Was was this one the pop quiz no. one or this one was kind of a I, fill in the blank? 
Uh, or or yeah. a um, show your work. Yeah, it's more of a show your work, which I, I tend to enjoy a little bit more. It's The question was, with the release of Shadowkeep and all the information therein, do you think that the Nine have a hand in what we're going through on the moon? Why or why not? And it's more of an opinion piece to see if people how the general community thinks about the nine more so is more of me conducting a science experiment rather than really truly trying to get a lot of really deep, deep thought answers because at this point, the nine have been this group that has shown up for the drifter. Essentially. That's all that we've really seen them as far as in game characterizations. We've got a lot of information about them outside of the game in the lore, but how many how many people would actually know that hey the the nine don't have anything to do with the hive that we know of yet and technically we they don't have anything to do with the vex that we know of yet and so i had a few interesting answers and i picked 3 at random one of them is from our own uh member in chat right now screwball and he said i wanted to say no, considering I don't think there's a connection between the Hive and the Nine, but I'm unsure about the Vex. Can the Nine affect them? Question mark. Is there any interaction between the two, or are they operating on totally different levels? So kind of what I was saying, we don't have a direct correlation between the Nine and the Moon, or the Nine and the Vex at all at this point, but just to see where everybody's at. And we had at ARF not, A-R-F not he said the nine have set everything up from the beginning they created everything from the darkness to the light it's like their idea of massive social media experiment blame the nine like hashtag blame the nine and then rich widdison said i love that there are two conflicting sides of the nine the light and the dark are similar could the dark give them what they want question mark so that one actually took the whole question of are they attached to what's going on on the moon it just took it one step further and being like if the darkness is here can the nine utilize them and that's kind of where i want to throw it back to you guys what do you think of that concept i'll let veru go um first of all i think the stolen intelligence law book tried to make a connection but uh, mm-hmm. I don't really see like a a continuity. Maybe it's it's still coming. I, I don't know. Um, but wasn't there like something? What was it? Uh, I think the the, the Cocytus Gates was mm-hmm. uh, like emitting uh, was having like emissions of molecules, and apparently like the same kind of molecules uh, appeared on Hellmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, uh, I don't think there. Is... I have a feeling. So, um, but that's like my my spinfoil territory, and it has a lot to do with the with how the voice that's speaking to us in the, in the Forsaken subclass mission, mm-hmm. uh, like the same kind of voice is talking to. Um, like in the invitation of the nine, uh, is talking to uh, the emissary, uh, which made me think that the original voices on IO not the traveler, the nine. And interesting. So uh, when they get our super, yeah. the nine are talking to us in kind of the spinfold yeah. that you have for that. Yeah, or at least trying to talk to us uh, through, you know, through quotes and phrases that we do know. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them being the thing about uh, the Black Garden. So if if that's the case, then I feel like maybe they tried to either warn us or hint at us. But uh, I also like throughout the season of the Drift, I, I had the feeling that the Nine just wants to. So they want us to su- succeed, but not necessarily like. Uh guide us through they want us to like struggle and then like evolve through that mm-hmm. and that's why i think there will be like no no other influence from the nine uh during at least during this season i feel like they just want us to struggle for a while uh and yeah i mean blue what are, what are you thinking 
I think, I mean, I, I, I see what that, I'll full disclosure, I haven't finished the campaign, so I have no idea. Um, but I see what you're saying as far as, like, the Nine wanting us to struggle. Like, because they're they're always... They're always, it's, it, I, I don't know if it's necessarily them teaching or if them, or they're still also figure, trying to figure out what's going on as well, because we know with the stolen intelligence, you know, they have a lot of issues with existing in our reality as compared mm-hmm. to their own. Uh, we've, we've mentioned this a couple of times, but you know, like the whole concept of entropy, the whole concept of, uh, degradation of, con- of, of material is, it's really not, not something um something that they have necessarily seen uh as far as like the concept of them expecting struggle and stuff like that the other thing that i think is worth noting is that we do have indications that there is a schism within the nine uh as far yeah. as as there are two primary groups that are that are my, if I remember correctly, they're working to the same goal. They're just taking different paths. Right. One is, and a, I think that's what that's what Rich was saying in his his comment okay. is that there are two conflicting sides of the nine. Which, granted, I don't know if they're actually conflicting, but there's two different approaches, like you're saying. So, I don't know. Do you think that they're what they're? Do we even know what their goal is? point is it no. to actually and that's, exist and on that's, our side that's the other thing i mean ultimately we know like they're we supposedly know their major goal is because they are trying be oh man um it's not ecdysis i think it's dust where they talk about mm-hmm. the threat of the nine is the problem is that if if we basically stop if we stop existing or we stop thinking about them, basically they stop existing. Like they, they are, they are separate, but connected to our reality. They require us to exist. They're like a symbiotic parasite. Neil Gaiman's Mm -hmm. uh, American gods turned up to destiny. Um, Yes and no. Whereas in American gods, they're kind of more um, like a, a Tulip. These, uh, the the nine are are not like it's not a psychological link insofar mm-hmm. as much as I got that it was like uh it was an actual like they they are derived from the aether basically of rea- of our reality so if our reality ceases to exist they they technically are still chained to it so mm-hmm. what their ultimate goal is is how do you break the chain without killing themselves. Yeah, and, and chat's talking about that as well. They they you know whether that's to become black flag says become complete. Uh, Dino is saying you know they want to live apart from us, and and coordinator is we are their battery. We we are the source of their existence currently, and so mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out in their own way how to sever the tie without severing everything. If that makes sense. Because again, right. in their in their existence, it's not. There's no entropy. Like there's no there. And when I say entropy, what I mean is like the degradation of material over time. Like when when we you know in reality, let's say, uh, we're born. Human humans are born, and then from the minute that we're born, we're in the process of dying. Like it's it's kind of you know that's just the pragmatic truth of existence. Is as you go forward in time, you, your your shell deteriorates deterioration is a real thing um within the realms that have been described as belonging to the nine within that that dust realm uh Mm -hmm. there is no entropy it's it's a binary circuit it's like either you exist or you don't exist uh which is problematic because if you don't exist then you can't like there's no like a human being if we get sick we can work towards getting healthy the figures of the nine it's like either you exist or you don't there's no there's no recovery from that it's it's an on or off switch um which i think is where the research into like the entropy with the cockatus gates uh where they're creating 
new, arguably creating new life and sending it through and learning from that process. We see the evolution of their, their thought process through that particular entry in the stolen intelligence. They're, they're, they're trying to transcend their existence. They're doing the same thing humanity is doing, but they're doing it on a different level because they exist on a different level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And I feel so. like they, they also, um, the nine don't understand that there's like multiple layers of existence. Yeah. And right. I, I kind of get there. They're kind of like, it, it makes me think that they're kind of two dimensional, not, not in like, yeah. not, not like drug, not like, not like lesser, but they, they exist on a two dimensional frame. Whereas we exist on a three dimensional existence. Um, well, they exist on a binary process. Right, right. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, and I think that's what Viru is kind of mentioning. It's like, um, it's really funny if you've ever seen Inside Out. Um, there's a part in the movie where they go, they're they're being reductioned. There, it's it's a hilarious part, but they have to go through a reduction tunnel, and as they go through the tunnel, someone turns it on, and they start getting reduced into different dimensions. So they go from a 3D to a 2D to a 1D, and then they start like decomporalizing before they get through but it's like watching that transition back watching that transition you kind of get a sense of you know three-dimensional you have six you have arguably six directions you have forward backwards right left up and down mm-hmm. well if you're if you're 2d you have forward and backwards like that's mm-hmm. it like you you've been restricted to a significant level um, which is where you get the arguments of if you can ever exist in a four dimensional, that's that's arguably even, you know, a quotillion more. But that's where your differences, your existence is on a 2D plane, you're interacting with a 3D plane that's going to take a little bit of calculation differences to get used to. And I, I think for that might be what you're kind of mentioning, too, is like they're they're existing on a flat plane where they think everything's like a flat surface when it's actually a multi level surface. Yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's also they like they're kind of simplifying or at least that's what I'm getting uh uh simplifying the meaning of existence especially when it comes to like us dying um something that struck me is what uh when who was the crypto and dust uh, Lavinia? Uh yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 Something, something, something. Yeah. Uh, where she uh, sees the records of uh, what Scholas was saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very, very interesting. Uh, it's also, like, on a side note, very interesting how Scholas, like, changed. Like, yes. Uh, very. As, as, a, as a personality. Uh, how he actually. It was. He was uh, like kind of talking for us, and that was very weird, like really mm-hmm. weird. Um, but yeah, the thing that we he was saying, uh, he was under the assumption that the nine by releasing him, they didn't understand what the consequence was, uh, and that's where I'm getting at with with the with the concept of death. Uh, I feel like they think if we die, uh, the like if uh, if uh, if a normal human dies, um, there's still like after death, there's some sort of an existence, but they yeah. don't see that there's a difference. I they don't see that there's a difference between these two. Example for them to know what entropy is, because guardians yeah. don't necessarily quote unquote die. Like well, and that's a also a good point too, would. because they mention there's one there's one group particularly. Well, hang on, let's let me pause real quick. Let's run through the main episode. How let's run through housekeeping notes real quick, just because I know we're going. Uh-huh. I want to I want to jump right back into this. So last week we discussed updates concerning the infamous Crota Fire Team. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to let us know by giving us a shout over on Twitter, leaving a comment on Podbean, or sending us a quick email at focusfirechat at gmail.com. Reviews or comments on where we can improve are always welcome. They let us know what we can do better to create a more enjoyable experience for everyone. To all of those who've sent feedback or left us a review, thank you. As many of you are aware, Focus Fire Chat is a community in which we offer the chance to dive into lore from within various titles and mediums with a special focus on the Destiny universe. 
Every Friday at about 10 p.m. Central, the podcast team gets together to stream a summary of the chosen topic for that week. The hope for this is to help encourage dives into aspects of game lore within both our Discord server and within the other communities we share the digital world with. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com, a central hub for content that covers a wide variety of different titles and mediums. Our full show notes for each week's topic will be posted here, so for the additional information or guest details, be sure to check the site out. Next week's topic is going to be Interrogation of the Damned. That being said, however, we still want to hear your thoughts about this week's topic. Be sure to weigh in over on Discord, and don't be shy in tagging any of the team in the conversation. We cannot wait to read what your thoughts are. For now, let's get back to the show. Okay, so what I was going to say is, you know, on that concept is that it's interesting because there's there's those two s- groups, segregations, whatever you want to call them, of the nine. Mm-hmm. One of them is associated with alchemy. And when you talk about like the alchemy and types like that, they, they focus on like the energy or, you know, like full metal. We talked about full metal alchemists a little bit earlier. Um, a really simple thing is like the concept of like exchanging energy and trading energy and, you know, transmutation and stuff like that. Um, whereas if you're if you're talking about the process of the transfer of energy itself, technically, you can argue that even though the the entity dies the energy the energy signature changes but it doesn't it's not it's not destroyed like energy energy arguably can't you know there's the argument that energy can't be destroyed create or destroy energy right it's just reverberating differently yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's what i try to get uh, i feel like they only see us as as these energies Mm -hmm. uh they don't they don't realize that um they don't realize so like, the, example, the, uh, the flavor yeah. differences are very important to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Flavor <laughs> so, differences. So well, I mean, example, I, I don't know how else yeah. to say it. Like, it's yeah, it's the it's, it's the yeah. wave signature, I guess. Like, yeah. the, the, I just now I have an idea. Like, some guardians taste like tiger's blood. Some you know what like you can do. You can do what you can do whatever you it's want. Fine. Cole can take it and run with it. I I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, like, uh, for example, if the nine would uh, would have seen uh, Toland in the past and would see him now, I don't think they see a difference. Um, well, would they oh, see? Oh, that's an uh, interesting thing maybe? because would they recognize the difference in this signature, though? Would it be a difference in the? Or they because he's fleshy, but he's. Do they recognize him as thought because they are from a thought world? or thought realm, or thought-like place. Well, I guess it would yeah, also depend uh, on how granular they're looking, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but so, yeah, that's that's what, I, uh, like, like, the layers of existence, uh, like, even, like, after death. Uh, um, wasn't that also, like, a... Uh, um, that's something the emissary said also, right? Uh, during the invitations, like when they talked about death, she says, uh, you don't even understand the meaning of that word. Or... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, yeah. So something I wanted to ask both of you, if we have new listeners who have never played Destiny, have never read any of the lore, how, because I was trying to think of how to describe this, because one of my coworkers who might actually be listening in, um, asked me, what are you talking about tonight? And without going into a huge amount of detail, I had a hard time coming up with what the nine are in a really simplified, non, like try to keep out as many destiny-oriented words as possible. How would you describe what the nine are to somebody who's never done anything on lore or read or watched any of the videos or anything? Very, you wanted to go first? Um, I can try. Um, <laughs> it's difficult. That's I a fair that's time. a fair that's a fair response, sir. That's, that's I, I would response. um I would describe the nine as an unknown no not unknown. That's even that's a little bit so the nine are a group of uh entities, uh like unknown kind of entities, uh that seem to have some sort of uh sent sentience um who um 
Oh man, that is quite difficult. Right. Who, uh, who are like maybe what's the best? visually maybe not approachable, but they're kind of there. Um, the the um, like the nature of their existence is unknown. Um, but we have like some some law entries and yeah. evidence and uh, um, like uh, characters who like uh, work for them uh, who, uh, who want to interact with us, but uh, the intention is still unknown. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, kind of unknown. And it seems like they want to help us, but they don't know really, like they don't understand our, our laws, our physics, uh, um, and it is implied that they live through us. So, yeah. I guess I would describe it that way. Blue, um, you want to give it a shot? I would. Uh, um, so, Dino actually is kind of going along the lines that I was actually thinking as well. Um, the best example that I could say is like the nine are obviously going to be specific to destiny, but in our parlance, in our reality, I would say, think of the ancient Greek gods, um, especially the Olympians. Uh, they are entities that are above humanity, but are still weirdly flawed. Um, Mm -hmm. and they have their own individual and they have their own individuality but they are uh they're not ephemeral but they are they're ethereal they're they're something that's not solid um okay. they don't yeah. really exist in our plane uh and so dino right now is saying you know they're the excuse me the solar system's consciousness uh given thought by the existence of life in the solar system and it's it's very similar to to my own understanding of them as well is again they're kind of like that that tolnip description that you were you're that uh description that you were talking about with the american gods like it's it's this it's this you know very kind of said it, this this entity um that is there and is present but not present um and again yeah. i kind of go back to the concept of the ancient gods like these are things that look over you but they don't necessarily get involved they can but they don't necessarily do and mm-hmm. if they do they can change quite a bit or they could change just, just you know, it, it's like it's very fickle almost. Um, but that's what I, that's how kind of I would explain the nine to someone who has like no grounding in destiny. It's like think mm-hmm. of the ancient Olympian gods. Now, take out the the deity esque ness, and that's the type of character the nine kind of exist as. Nice. Yeah, so- and and yeah, and they do identify themselves from the fountain of. Aquius the night before chaos yeah mm-hmm. the thing that i i kind of said to kind of describe them is that in the game there are higher powers we are a pawn on a chessboard and there are two players in some ways honestly there are a lot more players than that but the the nine are an unknown player rearranging the board at, at will mm-hmm. like they um, are messing with everybody's gameplay real quick I have to correct myself. I think I said Tolnep, which is Battlefield or Earth. Um, I meant Tulpa, uh, which similar. That makes uh, a little yeah, bit more tol- sense. Tolnep, I, I Tolnep, is, you... Tolnep is completely different. Um, and I am kind of like laughing at myself for bringing that whole concept of nonsense in. Uh, Tulpa is what I meant. It's uh, it's the creature that's created via the psychological, basically the psychological thought. Um, it's a very interesting little mysticism, paranormal creature. Uh, but yeah, sorry. I, I wanted to correct myself before I got too far because I'm like, I think I just said the wrong alien, like the wrong thing. <laughs> You know, some days I just let you go. Yeah, I, I, I trust that I, you, got, I, you got I, you going. But that I one appreciate I was like, that. All right. Listen, I appreciate that for both you times. You let me do that all the I'm time, gonna, so it's I'm totally going to go look up Tolnips now and see if I can bring them back mm-hmm. in. <laughs> Figure out a way to bring them back in. Like I meant to do this. The Tolnips were so funny, but anyways. But yeah, it's it's just an interesting thing because the the nine are such a. We know so little, yet mm-hmm. we have so much to talk about when it comes to them. 
Right. And that's where, that's where I kind of go back to the ancient gods kind of paradigm is because that Mm -hmm. is, that is kind of the same. Like there, there was the legends, you know, and all that, but really, you know, from a human standpoint, especially during that time frame, they were like, I don't know. I know they'll, they get pissed off if we do this. So we don't do that because that seems to make the mountain blow up, you know? And, and, and that's, and that's the sense of, I think that's kind of how I get the sense of in game, the, the mention of the nine kind of, that's kind of the sense that we, I, I personally get when people, when you see people kind of mention them is like, they're Mm -hmm. like, we don't know. They're, they're super powerful, but we don't, don't, don't piss them off. Well, what pisses them off? Oh, we, we know no that. Do- <laughs> we know that doesn't make them happy. So don't do that. Like I don't know about that. Well, here's my that's my follow up question. Then in back in D one, we thought they were this super all power that powerful group, which in some ways they probably in are still in many aspects because of some of the different things they've been able to pull off. Which I still have no freaking clue how they did. Um, the hull being one of them, Drifter's hull. Like, if they are just gravity, how did they make that happen? If they are just aspects of gravity, which is I know another discussion um, right. chat had this last week in our Discord. But the nine, the way they've been portrayed lately within the lore, they're less all-knowing and all-powerful, and more like a kind of almost a bumbling child unsure of how to do anything like they're still learning Uh, well and i i think you know i think that goes back to cockatus right you know and that's and that kind of to segue into into ecdysis really that is that is what they're doing with with orin and zur and or Zer, did we ever decide how to pronounce his name? I don't think we did. I, okay, everyone just says Zer, which is fine. <laughs> I, re- it's totally I remember not seeing right. that, and I it's remember not right. My bit. Did you see uh, me? My response. Yeah. I'm like, I just say something, and Green translates it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my approach like, to it. It's I just remember. Zer, I, I think, or it's very. Cl- I don't know. Zer, do you have a do you have a pronunciation? I feel like uh, in Destiny 1 or maybe early Destiny 2, there was some NPC, like one of the idle dialogues mentioned his name, and I feel like it was Sir. Yeah. It might have been Lakshmi. That's uh, it. I mean, everyone's yeah, I, called I, him Sir for so long, but just yeah. because of the way it's written, it makes me think that they oh, were right. intending for it to be a lot more exotic sounding than it actually is. Right. And that's like, that's like Gallahorn or Yallerhorn. Yeah, I think technically it's Yallerhorn, but I think Zur is fine. Um, Zur is what I refer to as Mara's um, BFF. Just, just yep, T for T, nice BFF. Word. Yep, yep. Mara's wrath before <laughs> Petra, which is true. Totally is. But anyway. I mean, but yeah, but I mean, that's that's what I was going to say. Is like, <clears throat> so your your idea of them, like the bumbling, blah blah, blah you know, that's where you right. get that. That is their existence in our reality. Like, but then you know, if you transcend into their reality, I imagine that's that's very much different, right? Well, um, we don't know. We don't have any instances. Well, I mean, we? technically, we have dust, but you know, take that worth it. I hate saying right. it, but take it worth a grain of salt because we don't really. Because <clears throat> the other thing that happens in Dust is, I swear that's Savathun at the end, because the person the the old lady who gives her tea actually gives the name of Orin, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the vibe that I was getting. In I'm like, I'm like, wait, hang on. <laughs> Hang on just a second. You're a liar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have other instances where the, the witch queen and everything come into play. Right, right. Interesting. Interesting. But um, as far as like, as far as that, I think that's, I, I get the feeling that that's where, you know, figures, the emissary, uh, the trash collector, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's where they come in. Is because they are used. They are being used really as pseudo translator chips for the nine uh, to help 
teach them about right. this reality. Sorry, excuse me. No, you're good. The thing is, though, is that as far as powerful influences, the things that we know about the nine have quote unquote done either through lore or through um, visions and game. You have the instance, the most recent one being the hull showing up on Drifter ship, ship, like literally the nine attaching that or Orin or the emissary or whatever we're calling her at that point, attaching it to his ship. Like, mm-hmm. is she the one doing it or do they app? Like, does it appear? Do they pull it from a wormhole and just stick it on there? If so, they have really kind of overkilled it as far as the tethers go, because you don't need that many. It's just, it's wasteful. Anyway, um, but we have that instance. The last one prior to that was more of the information we got about Skolas, which we mentioned earlier, which for people who never played D1, Skolas was one of the boss characters that we helped capture, and the Nine let him go. But the Nine let him go in... Petra's prison of elders, which we fight. It's so convoluted. But the nine basically affected that situation. Mm. So what kind which, of which I still know? I still I have a feeling that the nine at least have access to time. Mm. Uh because of that scholars thing. So I, I still have a feeling the reason why they released Scholas is because they knew he he would be going into uh, the Vault of Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then um, get interrogated by Mara when we capture him. Uh, and when he... What's the ter- terminology he's using for Oryx? Uh, what terminology? Uh, light snuffer. Yeah, it was something that I don't know why that that jumps to mind, but I swear it was something like that. Yes, uh, yeah, light snuffer, a dark binder, something something like like that. that. It was a descriptive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Mara saw that as a confirmation for what uh, Eris told her. Uh, I think that's why the Nine released him and. As I mentioned earlier, didn't understand what that would cause, like the the cause of like so many deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 yeah, it's uh, so. Yeah, it's here's interesting. an interesting thing, I and mean, this kind of goes back to a debate we had last week with Wicked, in so much as if the nine are a binary, like they are a knowledge seeking group, or they're trying to figure things out that likely means they don't have the they I don't know the best way to put it is they're very sociopathic they don't have the social structure or they don't understand the empathy factor or do they understand the amount of deaths and the pain that they're causing people because we have that interaction with the vision where Oren or the emissary is trying to explain to the nine that drifter doesn't understand he's angry this is what he's this he's going to lash out this is what he does so my my the, one my one <clears throat> counter argument to that is just on the the terminology um i agree with it i agree with the the concept i i hesitate to say that they're sociopathic though because yeah, that's a, that's right no 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 um i i would say that you can't uh I mean, you can, but it's, it would be akin to us being, if you look at uh, a, an ant looking at a human, you mm-hmm. can't, the ant can't call the human sociopathic because the human doesn't understand the concept of the ant's just, social constructs. Um, right. But then on the same level, if an ant tried to explain those constructs to a human, you know, you would, you would get a similar concept of, of frustration from both sides because that that realms of existence don't exist between right. the two. Loss in, well, there's the loss in translation aspect of it. But do you think that the nine in their own realm, ex- because of how binary it is, do you think they even experience something like empathy? Yes. Because that's where yeah. you get the schism between the, the groups. 
gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah. True. That's I that's gotcha. like that's the entire argument between the groups is one of them is saying it's not right to it's not right to basically sacrifice humanity for lack of mm-hmm. food. It's not right to like use up the battery of life that is our sis our reality. Whereas the other mm-hmm. one is like they're not necessarily saying it is right, but they're just saying, oh well, our our existence means more, and we need right. to find a way to sever this tie, regardless of the cost that it might do. Because the other thing is, is like, you know, it's a two way tie or it's a two way two way street. There, if they mm-hmm. sever the tie with us to to further their own existence, yeah, that might mean that they exist separate, but in the same vein that they can't currently exist without us can we currently exist without them we don't know right and that and that's where i think a lot of that segregation kind of seems to stem from is like i get the sense that the the darker of the two groups the the more sociopathic or the more apathetic of the two groups is kind of saying well we don't care they're not us and the other ones are right. kind of like well <laughs> like like they aren't us but it's it's like an it's like animal rights activist, right? It's like, and that's a terrible terrible example. That gonna, is a I'm, really really bad example. I'm gonna kind of double down on. Lot, I'm gonna get hate for this, but <laughs> yes, but it's are. like but it's like a person who who fights for animal rights says that it matters what you know whatever animal. Uh, you know what however that animal is being used it still needs to be used in a humane fashion i mean and you have obviously extremes there but in general like taking a moderate on the two sides here uh you know a a a person who is sympathetic to an animal's plight regardless of if that animal is being put in slaughterhouse or whatever they would argue that it still needs to be treated humanely whereas a person who is for the for the opposite side on the moderate side as well says oh they're going to die anyways it doesn't matter we should just pack as many of them in there as we can mm. but you see what i'm saying like one of them I is do. it's 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 the it's the human rights uh activists <sighs> god i'm just getting the myself only... in trouble in this one aren't yeah you are i'm like you're bringing up flashbacks of a video that i was forced to watch in college um food inc where I oh, sat yeah. crying in the library. Yes, the Black Flag, oh. yes. To quote Ender from Ender's Game, how we win matters. Yeah. Like, and that, and that's actually, yeah, it's one of the few things Orson Scott Card did well. Um, but, like, that that was that's a good example, too, because the war that Ender fought in Ender's Game, the one of the reasons he, he did so well was because he cared about not just his own soldiers but also who he was fighting against he went in yeah. for the kill for the the one blow kill the quick humane kill not that he balked from it but he didn't he didn't torture them he didn't like extend it to make it painful and i think that's where you kind of get the segregation between the two groups of the nine and i think that's where you see Oren especially kind of come in and be like the argumentative figure that we see who uh who starts out as nasa and goes into nasan and then becomes Orin. i think that process because also remember when she becomes the emissary final shape and we kind of were talking uh, dino and i were kind of talking about this a little bit when she finally becomes that emissary figure she not only sheds her guardianship but she actually regains all the memories of all her previous existences Right. And so, and that's where Dino was saying, he, Dino's arguing that it's not necessarily Sabathun. It's actually, it probably is Orin fighting to save uh, Lativa or Lat, Lat, whatever the the student Cryptarch is. She's actually trying to save her from Sabathun because she's using oh, the yeah, name I'm, Nasa. Yeah. Yeah. Lavinia, yeah. She's, yeah. She's using yeah. her own name because it is her name. She is able to take up that name again. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm under that um, impression as well. It, uh, I just thought, uh, like you meant that um, uh, the one who introduced herself as Nazan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, fact, I was. Uh, yeah, so like, I think I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to reread uh, Dust. I was reading Ecdysis to be honest. So, but <laughs> I, I remember when I was reading Ecdysis and I was looking up uh, Nasa, that that entry from Dust popped up. 
because she actually does introduce herself as Nasia. Like it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, as far I think we have a pretty decent introduction as far as what the nine are and what we know of the nine at least. Do we want to kind of wrap up the intro episode a little bit and then? Yeah, I say. I say. Do, let's do some shout outs for the intro and then uh, for the advanced session, which, you know, for those listening will hit later this week on Friday. Um, we'll actually, I think, I think that would be a good opportunity to jump and go through the individual entries because I think there's a lot of really cool stuff within the entries themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout outs. Uh, I guess I can go first. Uh, my shout-out goes to a very odd place. Um, most of you know that I don't watch a lot of TV or don't watch a lot of movies or anything like that, but there is one show that is on uh, currently, and it is a very bizarre thing for me to shout-out for, but there's a reason for it. Um, the Masked Singer is out, and <laughs> they're currently revealing all of it. And my shout-out actually goes to all the celebrities that are doing the actual singing, because. I, it takes a lot of guts to get up on stage and sing in front of a, a live studio audience to be judged. It's just, and it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or if you're um, just Joe Schmo on American Idol doing that. I think if you're getting up on stage and putting yourself in a situation where you're going to allow people to essentially judge you for your ability on XYZ, I think it takes a lot of guts and almost more so for a celebrity doing that. So yes, my shout out is a very weird one to any of the people who are currently or have ever been on uh, the mass singer. You probably never have ever listened to our show, but my shout out goes to you because it takes a lot of guts to do it and well done. But who's Ninja? Oh my God. That was, I, I called that one. I told Julie, because I mean, we watch the show and we try to guess everything. I was like, I bet you anything that this is Ninja. And she's like, who? I was like, yeah, I, I this has got to be. I've got a few other bets going on of, of a few other characters that are on there. Um, <laughs> I'm so far, I, I have two on, under my belt that I, I know. So, yes. I just last love year, that. I, totally, I just love that. Donnie Lady Gaga. Osmond last year. Lady oh, Gaga. I, Who's Ninja? What's Fortnite? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. There's, I think there's another YouTuber there right now, too. Um, whoever Flamingo is, I think it's a YouTuber as well. But that's just me. I have no anyway, the words you just used. It's fine. You don't need to. Very Do you, you have a shout out? Um, yeah. Uh, uh... I'd like to shout out a friend of mine uh, who's a streamer on Twitch, uh, Cassie Games. Um, nice. She's one of the friends who joined me in Destiny 2. Uh, was able to convince her. Uh, Welcome she to the madness. She, hell yeah. Um, and yeah, I... I've known her for quite a few years, but it's uh, it's kind of this year we started playing together, uh, mainly Apex Legends. Uh, nice. Sometimes Call of Duty, um, but yeah, now we're like mainly playing Destiny, and it's it's awesome. And she feels very stressed out when we play Nightfalls. <laughs> oh, I bet. Uh, but um, yeah, sh- she's getting there. Uh, and um yeah that's 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 it for now nice shout out to her thank you for joining us on the thing in the game it gets easier <laughs> it gets easier play well. what is uh, she playing that's my first question uh she just um it's kind of weird she just uh I think she she took uh, she took over the character from from the from Destiny One. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still don't understand how that happened because we're playing on Steam. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she didn't link accounts. I wonder. 
yeah, I, I don't think she she linked them, but she she played Destiny one on Xbox, uh-huh. and. I don't know, maybe she did. Maybe she saw like a notification somewhere. I think new players get that notification that uh, you can link your accounts or something. Maybe she did that. Uh, I can't remember. But um, yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's it's weird how she was able to take over the character from Destiny One without having started playing Destiny Two on on Xbox. You know. Uh, that's the weird part. I don't know how that happened, but it did happen. But uh, yeah. it's it's a warlock, so I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Not everybody can be this awesome looking. <laughs> I'm just gonna embody the the stereotype. It's fine. Anyway, blue, <laughs> shut up. Uh, yeah, I actually have two. Which ironically, he just one of them just showed up. Man at arms. Uh, so. <laughs> I had Hi, a Rick. I I had a really big annoyance morning. Uh, basically, YouTube's being YouTube, and I'm gonna not continue down that tangent because it will get very adult themed as far as my language goes, as far as my opinion goes on the way it's being handled. Um, but Man at Arms actually kind of talked me down and walked me through a couple alternative options. Uh, so hopefully, we'll still be able to get stuff over onto YouTube. Uh, and so that's largely thanks to him. Um, but then also, this is more of a comical shout out, but uh, Josh or Infermage, uh, who we've had on the show a couple times. So because Destiny 2 is free to play, Josh decided to roll up some characters. And the oh, questions no. the questions that I've been getting are amazing. Like, oh, I'm, no. it's just, he's like, who is this dude and why is he so pissed at people? Like, oh, yeah, that's because he's infected by Vex. Okay. Oh, Who, Asher? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He's like, who's this random lady that's telling me to go ignite a forge? What's a forge? Like, <laughs> I really want you to, like, tweet these out, just like these random <laughs> yeah, questions. These are awesome it's questions. It's so amazing. Right? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's, why are you doing that? He's like, I don't know. They told me to go do it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God. I, can, I don't know. Let me just say this for like people who are quote unquote just starting the game, or even if you're re rolling a character, dear God, There's, Bungie, how yeah. many times do I have to go back in between um, both uh, Benedict and, gosh, who's the other one? Drifter. I had to go back and forth between Drifter and Benedict like four times in the tower. Then I had to go to like Ikora. I, I was running all over the place way more just really? with this new character than I did when I was doing the stinking uh, Halloween event a few years ago when we were handing out candy to everybody. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. The thing, the thing is like the thing that I got from it was like, it it's not really for for those who are joining the new light um after the first mission it kind of sounds like it's not super clear on what like if someone wanted to play through if someone wanted to play through like chronologically the campaign there's not i don't think there's a lot of like clear indications to people who have like absolutely no idea what's going on um because when i talked to him i was like yeah so what you should do is you should do you know red war uh, uh, God, I always flip them. Curse of Osiris and Warmind. No, Warmind, Curse of yep. Osiris. Curse of Osiris, Warmind. I always Curse flip of them. Osiris. Curse Warmind, of Osiris and then, and then Warmind and then Forsaken. And so, I and like some of those. So except for Forsaken, campaigns? you can't only you can only get them from Holiday. But Correct. then there's quests that he there's quests that he's doing that are completely separate, but but they reference things that happen in forsaken and season of opulence and so he's like yeah. why is this guy yelling at me i don't know who why why is she so mad at us why does she hate guardians <laughs> like oh my god is she a robot yeah. or is she a person <laughs> um when i when i open up the new character slots for for my friend uh cassie uh and like started playing with her uh it was so confusing. Like every time I had to like think for a moment to before suggesting what what to do, um, 
and there's like a there's a gaming news podcast I listen to Waypoint from uh, Vice Vice mm-hmm. Games. Mm-hmm. They're awesome people, um, and they talked about it. Uh, one of them, one of the hosts, is a huge Destiny nerd, um, huge law nerd as well. Uh, and he got the other host uh, to play it now. Now that it's free to play, and even they said so. Um, in my um, in one of my previous jobs, I worked as an interactive media designer. Uh, one of the tasks was to like come up with UI elements and design them. Uh, this new, um, well, kind of new system, this UI system uh, for Destiny to New Light, it's it's terrible. It's a terrible onboard experience for new players. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I'm I'm expecting it it to get get more polished. I mean, the the entire concept of switching, you know, I I can't I can't speak down because it's like you guys switch. Like, could you imagine trying to switch the the, Jesus Christ style? No, I I I mean, like, given the good news is, as soon as you drop a character, it's already. Black Flag oh, said no. someone on Reddit was trying to get their Quick Fang sword and they couldn't find Cade. Yeah. How do you get a Quick Fang sword now? I don't know. I don't, I've I always don't had one as far as I can remember from right. the two. I, I have two, but that's because we had Cade. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... What? Yeah. I'm expecting It's also it confusing be because... Um, for second campaign, you don't pick that from Holiday. Yeah, I don't think uh, uh, First so. Lights have access to it, right? I don't know. Um, I think you had to pay for it. They have some aspect from Forsaken. Right, like, they have the maps. To, they have uh, the maps in the, I think, yeah, the area. Gambit, Gambit, even even Gambit Prime. Uh, uh, like most of the Forsaken Animal Plus content, uh, they have access to. Um but no, just like you know, the you come in as a new player and you learn. Okay, all this campaign uh, at the holiday, and then okay, where yeah. do I st- uh, start for second campaign? Uh, which is just, I think that's just uh, like uh, as it was usually uh, on, like the first mission on uh, Tangled Shore. Yeah, the so thing is, it's just it's just interesting because they have no concept not only of what the world is, but now the world is just throwing them. Just go explore. I think the first uh, waypoint I got was to go do strikes, but there's no yeah. concept of what's going on in the strikes. Like, why am I doing strikes? What is this? What? And I can see why people are confused. I can see why it's yeah. been difficult. Yeah, it's 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 not the best uh, onboard experience. Uh, it's all right. Um, but. You know, yeah. We should wrap up. Yep. Let's just run uh, real quick. We'll say goodbye, and then we'll go for the next episode. So, sound good? Goodbye. Goodbye. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.